Welcome to this Abide Sleep Story. We're glad and honored you've decided to join us tonight as you go to sleep. Come on with me to one of my favorite places and meet one of my favorite people. We call her Granny Edith, and I've known her since I was, so oh, just a child. She's not my real granny, but she's always been there with a story and a song, and sometimes a story about a song. And oh, how she loves Jesus, and she wants you to love him too. Her porch is the happiest place I've ever been. And if you try real hard, I just bet you can smell whatever it is she's baking tonight. You just settle in, and Granny Edith will be right here. Well, hello. Welcome to my porch. I hope you don't mind the smell of streusel baking. I'm making some cinnamon crumble, and I sprinkle it over the top. My lady friends are coming over tomorrow for our book club, and I love making dessert. Let me just set down my sweet tea and get comfortable. I've been on my feet all day, and it's time to settle in. That's better. These old dogs are barking. Let me just... There we go. That will wet the whistle, as we used to say in the old days. I'm pleased that you joined me tonight. I always enjoy company, and my porch was built as a place to share with my friends. What a friend we have in Jesus. That's the name of the song I'm humming. You may already know that, Diddy. You might not. It's one of those old hymns I love so much. What a friend we have in Jesus All our sins and griefs to bear And what a privilege to carry Everything to God in prayer Oh what peace we often forfeit Oh, what needless pain we bear All because we do not carry Everything to God in prayer I was reminded of this song just yesterday. I invited a family over for dinner, and I'd made my mama's recipe of minestrone soup, something I could eat every day, but not everybody loves. <laughs> well, now, 
This family was a father and mother and two boys. I won't say names because I don't want to embarrass anyone. Anyway, the parents and the youngest boy tucked into their minestrone and really seemed to enjoy it. The older boy ate it slowly, putting a spoonful in his mouth, then setting the spoon down and putting his hand in his lap. His family acted like this was normal for him, but I could tell he wasn't enjoying the minestrone very much. And at the rate he was going, it was going to take a week for him to finish that one bowl. <laughs> I, I said to him, I can tell you don't like the soup. You don't need to eat it. Just eat the cornbread. I don't mind. Bless his heart, his eyes widened, and he said, It's not that I don't like it. Then he explained that garbanzo beans contain a protein that gives him a stomach ache. Well, what could I say? I got up and grabbed a bowl of fruit from the icebox and gave him that instead. I'm happy to say he had plenty to eat and was able to enjoy my lemon cake with lemon sauce for dessert. Two important ideas came out of that dinner. First, from now on when I invite folks over to eat, I'm going to give them a menu of the meal and find out if they're allergic to anything. That seems like the right thing to do to me. Second, it got me to thinking of another dinner that's coming up someday. We call it the Marriage Supper of the Lamb. And it's gonna take place in heaven. All Christians are going to be there. And it's gonna be a big celebration like nothing we could imagine on earth. I started thinking, what if we get served foods we don't much like? For instance, I'm not such a big fan of olives. I know you might love olives. Me, not so much. Anyway, if I'm at this beautiful dinner in heaven and they put a big old serving bowl of olives in front of me, would I eat them? The answer I came to is yes, I would. I believe my taste buds will have changed when I'm in heaven, so I'll probably love olives, and anything else there is to eat there. <laughs> really, how could I not? <laughs> it just made me think that Jesus is such a good friend, and he already knows what we like, but he's perfecting us, and will continue for eternity in heaven. This old shoulder of mine that hurts when it rains won't be a problem anymore. And I won't be wearing these glasses to see things better. Even my arthritis will be gone. What a blessing that will be. Jesus wants to do that for us because we are his friends. And he is so faithful and kind to us. Now you don't get to my age without making a few friends. Even a few lifelong friends. And we should have friends. The Bible tells us how important trusted companions are. Ecclesiastes 4, 9, and 10 says, Two people are better than one, because they can reap more benefit from their labor. For if they fall, 
One will help his companion up, but pity the person who falls down and has no one to help him up. Friends, true friends, make our lives easier and better. That's why I thought of this song, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. I know that sounds like some random thoughts from an old lady. That's just the way I am. <laughs> and I do love those old hymns. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Take it to the Lord in prayer? That sounds like good advice to me. Why don't you let me say a prayer right now, okay? Gracious God, I want to thank you for my friend who's spending some time with me now. Now it's time for them to get some rest, and I pray that you will provide it for them. Give them the peace and comfort they need to drift into a blessed sleep. And when they wake, help them to be ready for the day ahead. Bless them. Remind them of your great faithfulness to us. And show them grace. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you've visited my porch before, you probably know that I know a little bit about the old hymns. And what a friend we have in Jesus has long been a favorite of mine. I know these older songs aren't always as exciting as the newer hippity-hop, hard-rocking, or fancy jazz songs you may be used to, but they're still nice and have some good things to say. And sometimes the story behind the hymn is pretty good, too. What a Friend We Have in Jesus was written by a fellow named Joseph Scriven. Joseph was born in Ireland and lived his early life there. He was engaged to a young lady, but his fiancée passed away the day before they were to be married. I'm sure you can imagine he was pretty upset about that. So, Joseph took all his worldly belongings and moved to Canada. He ended up in the city of Port Hope, Ontario where he served people less fortunate than himself. He had a ministry helping people with things that they couldn't pay him for. In fact, they say he wouldn't take jobs from some people simply because they could pay him. Can you imagine that? <laughs> One day, Joseph heard that his mother back in Ireland wasn't feeling well, so he wrote her a poem. 
He didn't have money to buy a ticket and visit her or even buy her a gift. But he could write some lines of poetry for her. That poem was What a Friend We Have in Jesus. Now, here is where the story gets interesting. Nobody quite knows how the words of this poem slash hymn got out. His mama may have shown it to someone, or I don't know. But it became the hymn that we all came to know. And all we really know is that Joseph didn't share it himself. In fact, it seems he never had any plans to have it published. The story goes, people in his home city and church were singing this song he wrote with no idea that he was the guy who wrote it. He never told anyone. In fact, it wasn't until a friend found a copy of the poem written in Joseph's own handwriting that he was forced to admit he was the author. There's another verse that I wanted to share with you. It's all about friends. Obviously, it talks about the great friend we have in Jesus, but it also talks about friends we have right here. Now, I can tell you that sometimes our friends let us down. It happens. Ain't never fun, but it happens. But Joseph Scriven wanted you to know that Jesus is a friend who won't let you down. Just listen to this verse. Ah, we weak and heavy laden Cumbered with a load of care Precious Savior, still our refuge Take it to the Lord in prayer do thy friends despise, forsake thee? Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms he'll take and shield thee. Thou wilt find a solace there. I can't think of a more comforting thought than that our Lord will wrap us in his arms and protect us. Solace means comfort in a time of need. Who is more qualified to comfort us than our Lord Jesus? I'll tell you, nobody. You may have just finished a day that made you feel weak and heavy laden. Take it to the Lord. Your friends may have let you down. Take it to the Lord. Friends are so important, and it's important you have the right friends, too. Proverbs 18, verse 24 tells us, A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Jesus, God, will stick closer than a brother. That's so comforting. My brother was a good fella, but on occasion he let me down. I know he loved me and tried to do right by me, but it didn't always happen. 
He was a human being, and sometimes even the best of us make mistakes. But Jesus isn't like that. He's not a regular human being. He's God in the flesh. It's not in his character to let us down or fail us in any way, so we can trust him to do what is right and to have our best interests in mind at all times. Because he knows everything. He knows what our best interests really are. Because they ain't always what we think they are. <laughs> uh, it's nice to know we have at least one friend who will never let us down. That doesn't mean he'll give us everything we ask for or everything we want. But it means he will be faithful and with us in our time of trouble. Yep, he's a faithful friend, all right. Heavenly Father, I am so grateful that I can call you my friend and that I can trust you in my times of need. When I'm weak and heavy-laden, when my friends forsake me during trials and temptations, you are there. Be with my friend here as they fall asleep. Give them sweet, sweet rest and refresh them for the day ahead and the strength they need to endure tough times. In Jesus' holy name, amen. All right, my friend. I'm going to get my stroisel out of the oven and it's time for you to sleep. But just remember that you are welcome on my porch anytime. Come on back whenever you want. God bless you. Good night, my friend. Sleep well. And come back and see Granny Edith again soon. She has many more stories to tell. Thank you.